Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Leadership Void Podcast. I'm Enrique with my co-host, Vince, to bring you the best in our veteran, military spouse, and first responder community. And Vince will introduce today's guest. Uh, thanks you, Enrique. You know what? It is March 1st. We're so happy to have Dr. Kenneth Gay here with us. He is the CEO and founder of Kenneth Gay Education, all the way from Houston, Texas. <laughs> but you know what? We want to first dive in and know more about this young man. So, Kenneth, tell us a little bit about you. Okay. First of all, I want to say thank you to Enrique and Vince. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to come in on your wonderful podcast. I've had the opportunity over the last year just to listen to you all, all the wonderful interviews with all the other veterans. So look, I'm just, uh, I'm pleasured and pleased to be part of the fold and have the opportunity now to actually uh, participate. So a little bit about myself as far as with the military community. I have a process right now. I was thinking, you know, just a few minutes ago, I've approximately been in the military about 28 years with majority of that time being in the Army National Guard or the um, Army Reserve. So I started off my career as an, an enlisted soldier, later became a non-commissioned officer, um, currently right now an officer. So I currently serve as a Lieutenant Colonel in the Army Reserve. So I've had the chance to serve in leadership roles such as being a company commander in the past, as well as um, a battalion commander. So being a reservist, I've always been a dual person. So I have over 22 years of experience in the field of education, believe it or not, public education and here in the Houston, Texas area, as well as in the East Texas area. So I started off as a elementary school teacher, um, later became an elementary assistant principal, eventually worked my way to a high school assistant principal and later became a high school principal of over 2,500 students, which was very interesting and challenging, and then moved to central office as the executive director of administration responsible for dis excuse me, discipline for the whole entire school district of over 25 schools. So that led me um, during, to be honest with you, during the pandemic break, I was actually serving as a battalion commander at Fort Hood. And during the pandemic, I had some of my former educators reach out to me um, for some advice. And while I was there, the wonderful thing about the military community, there are so many things for free. I repeat to the listening artists for free. So I was listening, I was just being nosy, going into a few meetings, listening to soldiers wanting to transition out and go into work for IBM, Google, and all these things. I'm thinking to myself, man, I've been working just some hard jobs for the state and federal government for over 20 years. I want to be my own boss. So I raised my hand and said, hey, what about entrepreneurship? So they brought about a few ideas of programs and organizations within the military community. So I immediately jumped on it, and it brought me on a path of entrepreneurship over the past year, year and a half, in which I say I'm so pleased and happy to go on this amazing journey. It's like a roller coaster, have its ups and downs. So sorry for the long introduction. I kind of get excited, but uh, knowing being a reservist, I've always had like a two-part career and it's kind of hard to explain to people. And then when you transition into being an entrepreneur, you thought you had challenges working two jobs. Entrepreneurship is like having 10 jobs in one. <laughs> Ten jobs in one, indeed. Vince and I both know uh, that journey. But thank you so much for sharing. And yes, very thorough, but very thankful that you did. As an educator, my hat's off to you. We understand the value in education. Both Vince and I are lifelong learners, continue to explore those avenues in our own career. But we see it mostly, and Vince does, mostly in youth and how that really molds the youth to become the best they can be. So kudos to you. 
thank you for taking that route as a profession because we do know it is challenging. And also the duality of being a civilian part-time and then also a military member part-time, that is not an easy dance to go into. And you've done it well. And now entrepreneurship. So talking about entrepreneurship and what you're doing currently, tell us about Kenneth Gay Education. Yeah, so Kittergate Education LLC, what do we do? We make schools better. How do we do this? We do this through training of teachers, principals, superintendents, as well as community members, because we believe that if we can train individuals on how to work with kids, because we believe that all kids come in trying to do the best that they can, but we need to make sure that we never give up on kids and we provide challenges to help them out, kind of like in the military. We weren't, no matter what branch of service that you were in, when you went through your basic training type of uh, assistance, you had guides. You had individuals, whether it be drill sergeants, whether you just had individuals that were helping you, but you have to often think, who are the people that are training the drill sergeants? If the drill sergeants don't have the capacity to teach and bring out the best of these individuals, you will not have a great finished product, soldier, sailor, sailor, marine, Air Force individual. So me, with my years of experience in the field of education, my impact is more so with the adults who are affecting the children, because on any given day, they have the ability to, at an elementary level, to reach 30 kids each day at a high school where they have multiple classes coming in, over 100 students each day. So if I can equip them with my company to be the best versions of themselves, they can go out and we can have a better society of people being able to make a positive impact in the world. I love this, what I'm hearing. I hope you go national very soon. I want to put that out there. Mr. Clark, you know, lean on me, hey, right? Hey, why, why you, hey, why you joking? Look, why you joking? Uh, that, that, to be honest with you, believe it or not, that is actually the reason why I got in the field of education. That movie, Lean On Me with Joe Clark, literally, the movie came out in 1988. I wasn't in high school yet, but I knew literally the high school I was going to go to was similar looking to what Lean On Me looked like. But I'll tell you what's so funny, Enrique and Vince, the thing that caught my attention to be an educator was I never saw too many minority males in the field of education. Nationally, it's less than 2% of minority males in the field of education, public education, um, kindergarten through 12th grade. But the thing that got my attention the most was I saw Joe Clark in a suit and a tie. The only time I saw a man of color in a suit and tie was at church when I saw a pastor in front of the pulpit. So when I saw someone that looked like me in a suit and a tie and wanted to make a difference, not only for kids, but in the community, it inspired me. So that actually led me on a quick pass and I don't wanna get off topic in college. I actually met Joe Clark in person by chance. He had to be speaking at my university at Southeastern Louisiana University. I didn't even know he was there because I had told these stories so much some of my friends actually told me, hey, you need to come to this gym right now, to the auditorium. I went there. He was speaking. The real Joe Clark was phenomenal, way more powerful than what Morgan Freeman portrayed him. And he asked for a volunteer. It could have been divine intervention. Everybody just started punching it, pointing at me. So he actually called me to the stage. When I was walking to the stage, he just like threw the mic to me. I'm like, oh, Lord, I was fumbling, but I caught it. I don't remember what we talked about, but I remember just going on stage and being mesmerized by the man that inspired me to actually be an educator that was actually asking me questions. I remember him just shaking my hand and giving me a hug. I remember sitting down to this day, I don't know what we talked about, but I was just inspired to see the man that got me in the field of education. <laughs> 
you know, out of body experience, but you know, true mentorship is based on, you know, what you see, what you want to yeah. portray. So you are channeling Joe Clark, living it up. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. Definitely. You have the passion and that exclusive <laughs> is awesome. So I'm glad I brought up lean on me and Joe Clark. Cause you yeah. know what? Not a lot of us get to meet our idols, right. Yeah. That were portrayed on TV and our movie in this place. So I love this. So you talk about entrepreneurs, you know, where 10 hats have 10, pro you know, 99 problems a day one, right? Mm -hmm. So I'd love to hear from you, you know, share with the audience, any entrepreneurship, either challenges or lessons learned you'd like to give us. So what I would tell anyone that's interested in entrepreneurship, do not give up. It is not easy. I am not the sharpest tool in the tool shed by no means. But if you notice in the intro, I mentioned that I have been a high school principal. That means that I was responsible for 2,500 kids, safety each day. I've been a battalion commander. So I've had to do that dual. Entrepreneurship has been more challenging than both put together. It's rewarding. So the reason why I say it can be challenging is because with those particular jobs, I had individuals that helped me out, whether it be secretaries, assistant principals I, in the army. I've had lieutenants. I've had sergeants, so I've always had a team because I've always been bred on teamwork and helping individuals. As an entrepreneur, we know that pretty much 75 to 80% of us are solo entrepreneurs. So that means you're starting all over. And sometimes the higher positions we've had in civilian society or in the military, the difficult, the more challenging it is because now you become like the E1, that private, that's cleaning the bathrooms, that's on gate guard, that's doing all the jobs no one else wants to do. So what it has provided me the opportunity to make sure that I've stayed humble. So what it has taught me is that if you're an entrepreneur, you have to start from ground zero. That means you're answering the phones. You're sending out the emails. You're double checking to make sure your emails are worded correctly. Your sentence structure is correct. You're doing the follow-up phone calls. That means that you're managing your time because if you're not bringing money in entrepreneurship, you basically have a hobby. And we all know that we can't live off of hobbies. So whenever you're an entrepreneur, you're on that island by yourself knowing that if you don't work hard, that you're not going to be able to eat. You're not going to be able to feed your family. But the big reward is, is that you don't have a cap or a ceiling that stops you from anything that you want to do. And if you believe in yourself strong enough and you keep pushing hard, no matter what, eventually you're going to break through and you're going to be successful. So it's all about the long game and not the short game. Long game, indeed it is called entrepreneurship <laughs> because yeah. you got a lot of entering <laughs> to do in your life to try to get yeah. that business going and yeah. sustain in any way where you are making the impact that you thought you was right because we all start with this idea that's going to change the world but yeah. <laughs> and you need to continue on that pursuit of that idea that initial birth of an idea and good for you to mend or, or bridge both worlds that you served in, right? Uh, yeah. The military and the education side to try to get folks farther along their journey with the learnings that you have attained throughout your lifetime to aid them. So you're now entrepreneur, you're now running this business, you're, you're helping people out. So what's on the horizon for Kenneth Gay Education? So right now on the horizon for Kenneth Gay Education, uh, Look, I hope y'all have spoken into existence and expand a little bit more nationally. So I've had a chance to work with some school districts in uh, Memphis, Tennessee, here in the Houston area. 
a couple of school districts and charter schools in Louisiana. So my goal is to try to expand and it's never about one person. So also to continue to bring team building and bridges with people that have way more talents than me, specific educators, counselors, and even parents, depending upon the specific training needed by the campuses, because that's one of the things that people don't realize in education. You can have two schools on the same street, but just like us as individuals, you cannot have a cookie cutter approach. You have to have the opportunity to see what the personality and what the fit is for that school each year, each month, and each semester. So my goal is to expand, to reach a larger area nationally, to work with schools that are in need. And that's my primary um, area of going into some of the most challenging schools, working with teachers that have the awesome job of trying to help those who usually don't have the resources they need. I definitely love what you're doing. It brings me back also to uh, the Freedom Riders. Uh, Miss mm -hmm. uh, Garrell, I think her name was. She did. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's phenomenal what she did with uh, in in California. So I know you have what it takes is just getting other folks to join this tribe to get yeah. going nationally to be better for our future generation. What I say is liberating greatness. That's what you're serving to do there, Kenneth. Thank I love you. it. So let's transition, talk about your leadership. So what do you do to sharpen your saw to keep you current and to thrive in your professional journey? So, you know, what I do, look, when I say, look, I'm not just saying this because I'm on this podcast, but y'all leadership um, void podcast is very helpful because it actually provides individuals such as myself that are actually in the trenches and getting things done. It's great to listen to all the individuals who are making the money. We all want to get there to multi-million dollars and different things, but I come from a tribe of military. So I understand military spouses, military veterans, and in the entrepreneurship. So when they're sharing stories, I can actually um, relate. So I was listening to the other last week, to be honest with you, I've listened to y'all so much that one of the things that the guy said to sharpen my tools is that you always, each level that you come to, even when you're making failures, you have to seek coaches. So even though you're an entrepreneur, for instance, I'm in the coaching and teaching profession, there are things that I don't know. So I always have to seek out and find individuals who've actually been in my shoes that are much further along than myself to save me time, wasting money. And they can also provide me resources like you guys had on another individual that spoke, provide resources of individuals that can actually help me out. Because I know as military individuals, we're used to doing things ourselves. And oftentimes we don't ask for help. So what do I do? I listen to people that I can relate to that are in the trenches with me, such as your podcast. I make it a point here in the Houston area to try to at least apply for at least a pitch competition in the fall, one in the spring. So it's not about winning and losing. It's about the journey because it gives me an opportunity to meet other individual entrepreneurs, even if they're in different spaces because you never know when you can collaborate and help others make money and come together. And one of the other things I'm always seeking is giving back. I'm big on in order to receive a blessing, you must be a blessing. So I, I work with the Rosie Network. Um, I serve as their alumni chair. Um, I've served as a team captain with Bunker Labs. And these are two free entrepreneur programs for the listeners out there, please look them up. And also with New Politics is a free nonpartisan military-based uh, organization that's trying to get more individuals into politics and legislation to help veterans such as us to be able to have more money provided to us. So one of the big things, like I said, listen to podcasts such as you all, but also making sure that I'm giving back 
to volunteer because you can't expect anyone to help you out if you're never going out your way to help individuals that are just trying to make it and trying to figure things out themselves. Very powerful share there, Kenneth. I appreciate both listening to our show and the fact that you're getting the information you need is a great feedback to us. But more importantly, you mentioned the giving, right? You you have to be a sower of, of benefits and, and grace and all those things, and they surely will return to you a uh, hundredfold sometimes. I'm seeing that myself right now. Can I, can I make y'all laugh real quick? So, and I'll be the guest. I, I had one of my mentors, and you don't always have to have a mentor that's in the same field. I had a mentor. I had the hardest time when I first started this journey when my mentor shared with me, hey, sometimes you have to give things away. I'm like, huh? I didn't, I didn't, I, I never thought that was part of the journey when I first thought about entrepreneurship. I had, I had the hardest time grasping it, but that's the key thing of finding mentors you believe in that, hey, if this person is telling me this is what I need to do, I'm going to trust you. And those that know, know so listen to this podcast and listen to other individuals. What you're going to hear is when you're just doing things because you want to do it and do, you don't have to just listen to me. Listen to the many people that have come on here. You're going to hear a, a trending topic. When you provide something to individuals and not expecting something in return, you'll be surprised the blessings that you um, get. Well, the good scripture says, give and it shall be given. Amen. And that's the recipe right there. So. Right about that. <laughs> Well, talk about giving. I'm sure that you received some advice during your time. You served both on the enlisted, mm -hmm. moved on to the officer side, and also served at the highest levels in the uh, structure of the education system. Mm -hmm. And you surely had received advice that you would probably want to share with an emergent leader today. What would that be? Yeah, so the advice I got... Um... From I remember um, being at Fort Benning, Georgia, doing a training. Uh, they had an old school sergeant major. He came up to me and a couple other individuals, and I remember him making a comment. He said, hard times don't last long, but hard people do. And I thought, I said, what is this riddle he's saying? And then it hit me. And he said, he repeated again. He said, hard times don't last long, but hard people do. So they taught me that no matter what you're going through as an entrepreneur, as long as you don't give up, you keep taking each step each day, you're not, you might not be able to run, but as long as you're crawling and you don't give up, they're not going to last that long. And eventually, once you overcome it, you're going to be so much greater. On the education side, one of the greatest advices that I got was, is that when parents send their kids to school, they're sending their very best. Their goal and their hope is that you send a better product back home than what they sent to you because you're the expert. So I've always tried to treat every single child. My, I have one child, my daughter's 25. So throughout my career, any student I've ever come in contact with, I always wanted to make sure I treated them as if they were my own child to go out my way because in the same token, I always wanted that same favor return as far as with my child on that education side. And the, the other piece of advice I'll just say on entrepreneurship because my parents were both entrepreneurs, I was the one that got into it late. And they always said a lot of people um, see, but if you really know that you can never judge a book by its cover, make sure that you always treat people fairly, make sure you treat people correctly. Because some of the same people, individuals might try to tear down, 
might be the same people you need to ask for a cup of water trying to make your way back up. So I've tried to live my life trying to be as, I'm not perfect, but I've tried to make live my life by trying to have humbleness and integrity. And even in the business world, before I, before I sacrificed my integrity as an entrepreneur, that I would rather not take certain deals, that I'm not going to take certain contracts unless it's something that I believe in because my brand is my name. And that's why I made a point to name my company after my name so that I know that each time that I do something, that that's going to follow me and that represents everything that I do. I definitely love it. And I don't think you're too late. You just right on time. <laughs> so I just want to point that out. And, and you mentioned an entrepreneurship, but you also mentioned the education system. This quote right here, what you said, you know, to receive blessings, you have to give blessings. So Amen. it goes both ways in the setting mm -hmm. of education for the individuals, the young minds, right? Yes, definitely. And also in, in entrepreneurship. So mm -hmm. thank you for sharing those uh, great, awesome advice for emerging leaders. Now, Kenneth, share with us your most memorable uh, leadership aha moment with our audience today. Okay, so my most memorable leadership aha moment was when I had the um, opportunity to go to Memphis Shelby um, County School District. Um, I had the opportunity to go do a presentation. It was a two-day presentation. Um, the first day, um, I thought the presentation went okay, but luckily for me, I had a couple of team members with me and from polling the audience, we initially had an original plan, but because of logistics, things kind of got shifted and um, we only had maybe like three minutes prepared, even though we were there for an hour sooner. So I thought to myself, okay, let's plan. So in the event, the same thing takes place tomorrow. Not only will they think that we did a great job, they'll think we did a phenomenal job because we did a reshift. But within that reshift, the aha moment was, it wasn't what I came up with. It was the trust in my team members that shared, hey, this is what we really need to do. So stepping back, even though I was the leader at that particular time, to listen to my team members, knowing that, hey, if you have people that you know truly have your best interest at heart, like the emperor no clothes, make sure that you're listening. Because if they're telling you something, they're seeing your blind spots that you don't see. And in turn, the next day, it was even more phenomenal. And that only happened, it wasn't anything to do with me. And I made it a point, because they had people saying, hey, you know, yesterday was good, but today was great. And I made it a point to give honor and respect to the people that were on my team. I said, hey, well, thank you. But I have to give credit to my team members because they saw that the things that we did the first day, you know, we had a plan, but for what you all need and what you were going through as a district, we needed to shift it a different way. Wonderful clarity of vision as a leader. Vince and I know that uh, the premise of our show started off of a survey <laughs> and listening was the top, the top item that mm -hmm. most people had to challenge with leaders that they were not doing it right. And so kudos to you to really see that moment and just let your team shine where they best were fitted to and not strip them of an opportunity to actually be a participant in the solution to that moment. Now talk about strategies, talk about challenges, talk about change. Um, what are certain strategies you use with your team when dealing with change and challenges? So one of the strategies that I use is, I call it the um, CCP, and I've been doing this for a while, and it kind of goes back to surveys you learn from many mistakes that you have. So the strategy that I do with my team is, is that whenever whoever is in charge, whether we agree with it or not, 
we're going to give it the same full energy as if it was our idea. Because at the end of the day, when it comes to your turn to leading a particular area, you want that same level of respect. But the way that we do this is through my CCP, is through communication, collaboration, and positive attitudes. So with the communication, that means that's two-way communication, that everyone is understanding what's going on in the room. Everyone has a voice. That collaboration means that even the individuals that don't want to speak, you're going to have to at least share something. So we, everyone has an idea of what you have to say because your input is valuable. And at the end of the day, everything may not be perfect, but that's how you give people an opportunity to learn from their mistakes and with growth. So that's where the positive attitudes come in regardless of a situation. You keep a smile and you give it your full energy. So the way that I uh, transition through working with my teams and uh, members is through that CCP process, that communication collaboration and having positive attitudes. I definitely love it. That's being in the green zone as another <laughs> great guest had on our show, you know, CCP. It's all about communication, collaboration, and positive attitude. Talk about positive attitude, folks. If you want to know more about this young man doing some great things in the educational space, want to be part of his journey, contact him and he's going to tell us how to contact Kenneth Gay and his educational, wonderful endeavor that he's going to do nationally so how do we get a hold of you there kenneth gay yeah so my website is kennethgayeducation.com or you can reach me on linkedin at dr kenneth gay um also i do have some products uh, but if you want to look up i won't get into detail about that but i do have four books that's out on amazon it's called the series the shoes and one book is for um dealing with parents so it's a guide to help dealing with social emotional learning because we know that our kids are going through a lot because oftentimes parents say, hey, I don't have anything to do. I have a book that's for um, teachers dealing at the um, kindergarten, excuse me, kindergarten through third grade level and one for middle school and as well as one is high school and a book dealing specifically uh, for kids to help do a little bit better. So those are available on Amazon. So if you just go through the bar and put in Dr. Kenneth Gay or Dr. Kenneth Gay, the shoes series, you can see those particular um, books, but so thankful just to be here with you guys and look this is so awesome look i've listened to your videos and uh is ironically that the reason that i actually found out about you guys before i even knew this is look, just like the joe clark moment this is another special moment because when i was looking up entrepreneurship you guys actually had at some point interviewed the ceo of the rosie network because i didn't know what the rosie network was until i saw that video so it made me in turn go look at the website and when I actually participate in the program, the day I had missed the deadline almost by like a day, but I even you know, said, hey, I'd really like to be a part of, and they gave me an opportunity to turn in an application because that's one thing about the military community. We always want to help each other out and look full circle. Now I'm here with you guys. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Uh, and we'd love to hear that. Uh, that is truly the mission of the podcast is to not only highlight those great in, uh, individuals, those great military members, military spouse and first responders that are doing great things in the community, but mm -hmm. to afford others the opportunity that you took. Mm -hmm. uh, good on you to not only listen, but actually act because that is the key, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's not only good to get the education, uh, go ahead and act on it. And we're so happy that that actually worked for you and and so happy to host you today folks Thank you. we're going to share all of that information as part of our show notes and videos so you can get a hold of Kenneth Gay 
his uh, company and all that he does. It will also include the links to the book so that you can get an opportunity uh, to get there and that information. Uh, so Kenneth, thank you for that. If you want to get to us, the Leadership Void Podcast, emailing is the best way to do it. Just email us at theleadershipvoid at gmail.com and we'll curate any of the information you would like to information on, uh, whether it's at another podcast on leadership topics specifically or a guest that you would like for us to host here like we're doing with Kenneth today. But Kenneth, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you guys so much. Continue doing what you do. Cause look, the seeds you guys are planting, you guys made a major difference. Cause when I just started YouTube and Hey, things deal with entrepreneurship. I was trying to look for people, non-celebrities, you know, you guys are celebrities look to us <laughs> that I didn't, I didn't want to see the big names that we see on TV all the time. I need to see people that I know was in the trenches so I could feel like it could be done. And I'm telling you, it's so amazing to be a part is literally listen to Miss Stephanie Brown with the um, Rosie Network. And then I started listening to more of you guys' podcasts and it started inspiring me like, okay, these veterans could do it. I could do it. I never did. Look, when, when you got, when I finally figured out and I just ended up doing this, I was like, man, they have no idea that they played a major role in my entrepreneurship journey, getting a chance to listen to so many different people. And when they would mention organization, I'd be like, John down notes. <laughs> Thank, you know, Dr. Kenneth Gray, thank you so much for, you know, giving us the accolades, but you more importantly, giving, giving us the value of the purpose we're providing the world. And speaking of the world, you know, to be the change you wish to see in the world, we thank you because you're doing some amazing work in, in our educational system. And I'm so proud and humbled to be in your presence as well. So you are a world changer. I just want to say that. And for everyone out there listening, just know we're so grateful for our sponsors, VEI, Triple Nickel, and Favob, who gives us the opportunity to showcase these great warriors, as you can see before us. And thank you again. Best of luck, and we'll see you hopefully around the corner in Florida schools, sir. <laughs> Definitely.